welcome back to the If It Fits podcast. I am one of your hosts, Michelle Jane. And I'm your other host, Jessica Payne. How's it going, Jess? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all good, thanks, and you? Yeah, not too bad. Just had my eyebrows done, my nails done. Oh, nice. Like a new woman today, then. (laughs) (laughs) I've got my nails on Thursday, actually. How weird is it saying I'm going to get my nails done? I mean, it's been over a year since we could really do that. I've only had them done once since lockdown. Oh, I know. So nice. It's just, yeah, it's lush. I love having them done. I, I got used to not having them done, but I forgot how lush it is. Just makes you feel better, doesn't it, when you've got nice nails? Yeah, I just had the same as last time. I like last time. What have you got? Um, just like the French. Oh, lush. It's just yeah. clean. So I was like, just same again. It's just easier. It looks nice. <laughs> I've got my signature style. So I usually have like a nude nail, like a different shade of nude. Sometimes I have a bright colour though. It's I exactly have. what I always go for, <laughs> then one glitter. Yeah, glitter on my one finger, but I do have it on my thumb as well. So that's like my signature. I'll have one colour and then glittery on my ring finger and my thumb. Uh, I just go for the ring finger. I do, but I usually go for nude. Um, and I'm just sick of having the same colours. So last time she posted this and I liked it. So I was like, just showed her the picture of it, the last nail she just did. I was like, I'll have them. I'll have that. I've got, I always get a bright colour on my toes. I've currently got bright pink glittery toes. But no one sees them, so (laughs) (laughs) it's too cold to put sandals on as well. Oh, I know they'll probably show their face or show their make an appearance once this year, maybe one day. We'll see. It'll have to be a special warm day for me to get my feet out. (laughs) Right, okay. So today we are gonna just talk about some some sort of fitness fads that we come across. I like doing ones like this, just a bit of a light-hearted discussion yeah. about some of the fitness fads we've come across in our time and that exist at the moment some of the stupid things that we've been gullible enough to believe in the past as well so we thought it'd be quite fun to go over some of those things and we're sure that you know many of you are going to relate to some of these topics as well so we're going to start with the topic of waist trainers now michelle was just telling <laughs> something quite funny so michelle what were you just saying to me before we started <laughs> Right, my first ever coach, there was a list of things that you had to buy. They were like non-negotiable. So you had to wear a corset waist trainer all day long. Um, and then during cardio, you had to wear a sweat belt. Then during weight training, you had to wear a, you know, if you've seen uh, like bodybuilders wear, or just weightlifters wear a weightlifting belt. So I had to wear a weightlifting belt. So, and that was for, God. A good year, I think, of all that for. So the <laughs> corset was like, um, uh, like latex, I guess, like thick rubber, and yeah, also I had bones in it. Yeah. yeah, and I had that on all day. It sat in work, and during the summer, you can just feel the sweat under it. It was oh, just disgusting. God. And then doing cardio, then weight training. Then I had to do usually with the weight training belts. I mean, you know, the weightlifting belts. You're supposed to wear them like big lifts. They are for to help you yeah I wear one for deadlifts at the moment well that's what I just said to you I was like oh well, that one's okay <laughs> and you were like no but we had to wear it for everything <laughs> I had to wear it for everything so even if it was just arm day you, you know I'd be stood there with the cable machines <laughs> doing cables and dumbbells with a weight belt on because I wish I'd seen that <laughs> <laughs> because my coach told me like it keeps your waist small when you do weight training you you build a thick waist 
if you do want to be a bikini coach, a bikini athlete in the future, you need a small waist. So yeah, I basically had something on my waist all the time. The only time I didn't have something on, and some girls actually wore them to bed as well. Yeah, I used to see girls posting about wearing them to bed, actually. Oh, I can't think of anything more uncomfortable than trying to sleep with one of those on. And the only time I didn't wear anything on my waist was in bed. Now, looking back, I, my waist did go down, but it went down to about 23 inches. Um, I've got quite a small waist anyway. Yeah, you're so fine. Looking, looking back now, obviously, when I competed, my waist went down to 20 inches. So even though I thought they worked because my waist went down to 23 yeah. inches and I was lean, my waist would have gone down to 23 inches anyway because I was lean, because I lost yeah. body fat. Exactly. You were on a you were in a calorie <laughs> deficit and you were on a diet. So of course your waist was gonna go down. That's completely normal. I can't yeah, believe you wore a waist trainer. All three of them. For a good year, I think, as well. Oh, that is insane. I did fall for the waist trainer. Um well fad or whatever you want to call it a couple of years ago probably about four or five years ago i did yeah work. they were quite big then everyone was wearing yeah them. i used to be like on the stairmaster in my waist belt and it was pulled in really tight so i couldn't breathe but um you know i just used to think oh my belly's sweating loads under here i'll lose more off my belly you know and you just haven't got a clue what you're doing but I, I found it quite comfortable, to be honest. But I, I, not for any of the big lifts, though, which is where you actually want to have a belt on supporting yeah. your back. So I'd go and do a heavy squat and deadlift. And because of the ribs that were, you, was yours like ribbed down the front? Yeah. yeah. You just couldn't bend in it properly. And yeah. then well, the thing is, I had a desk job at the time. So I was sat down, and obviously these bones were constantly dug into my side. And then yeah. I was just sat down so often. When I stand up then, it was still in the shape of like sitting down. And yeah. It was just awful. And obviously, um, I had it on so long, like through the summer, and I didn't think to like wash it for months. And it's, I could just imagine it absolutely <laughs> stunk. I had to go and buy another one then, so I could put this one in the wash, because I believed I couldn't go a day without wearing this oh waist trainer. God, I can't believe that. I mean... How funny. I wonder if, you know, that coach is still doing the same thing these days or if they've learned, surely they've learned by now. Because we all fell for those things in, in the past, didn't we? I mean, they were, used to be in all the magazines and some yeah. up everywhere. But yeah, so basically what you learned was that it was very uncomfortable, absolutely unnecessary. And um, a waste of money. A waste of money because you were on a diet, so your waist was going to go down anyway, basically. <laughs> Exactly. And it was the first time I ever dieted properly. And because I had the waist train at the same time as dieting properly, I believe they worked. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So it's that psychological thing. Isn't yeah. It? Bear with me one second. I've just realized I've got 5% left in my laptop. So I just need to plug it in a sec. There we yeah, go. they kind of come back, haven't they? So people are starting to wear those waist, the corset ones again. Yeah, I um, have seen that. I've seen, yeah, a couple of like fitness coaches and stuff. Oh, well, I to... like clearing my belly hang out while I sit at my desk all day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I couldn't wear one In my comfiest leggings so it can just hang free. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. I can't think of anything worse than sitting in one of those all day. There's just absolutely no need for it. So save your money and if you know if your goal is fat loss just go into a calorie deficit go into a diet and exercise that's all yeah. you need the only thing i would say is with the weight belts like we said if you are going to be going in to do heavy lifts then you know a proper training belt might come in handy if you go in for your heavier lifts 
and um, you know you just want to stabilize your back a little bit and have that extra support but definitely don't fall for the for the waist belt <laughs> don't wear them all the time because the thing is because you had that weight belt i had the weight belt on like i couldn't really engage my core because obviously they're so tight isn't they yeah well that's the if you had it on all yeah. the time as well yeah well the whole idea with the weight belt is that you know a lifting belt you shouldn't really need them for every lift you should use them for you know as your lifts are getting heavier and heavier and it's just becoming a bit harder because ultimately you want to strengthen your core and mm -hmm. strengthen your back for example in deadlift so i wouldn't go and necessarily use the belt for my warm-up sets on deadlifts or for yeah. you know, a rep range i'm comfortable with if i'm going then for five reps of super heavy then that's when i start wearing my belt because it just becomes I just wanted that extra support to help me. Yeah. Well, I don't do that kind of training. So I just, I like high volume training and I don't really lift that heavy. So I don't really need one. I've still got one. It was quite expensive as well. Do you know what it cost me a fortune, that weight belt? Shayette, however you pronounce it. Oh, I've got one of those. Like America, yeah. so I paid like 30 odd quid for it, wherever it was. And then I had to pay 25 pounds to go and pick it up from the post office <laughs> for the charge or whatever it was so i've still got it i'm not going to give it away or anything it cost me a fortune <laughs> yeah i've got one it comes out when i'm on deadlift day or something but to be honest i only really use it for deadlifts because i don't really squat heavy anymore i i do like smith machine squats but again i don't go super heavy so I don't need it for anything other than deadlifts really but i have i have found a love for deadlifts in the past year or so so i am trying to um up my game on them and lift a bit heavier so they do come oh, in handy nice. for me. okay awesome. so this one kind of goes into the next one so the next one is sauna suits now the reason i brought this up because there was um a girl in simply gym her coach told her she had to wear one for cardio oh my god um, just absolutely ridiculous so she'd wear it for all the cardio she wear it out walking all the cardio and then when she was on the um, bike or whatever she'd have this like suit on um yeah under the clothes it's basically like latex it was like an all-in-one i think it was you should show me i'm sure it was like an all-in-one like latex oh. suit she wear under like her leggings and stuff to, to burn more fat for she was competing at the time but she was getting ready for one because her first show she wasn't lean enough so a coach said this time you need to wear a sauna suit when in reality she just needs to diet longer diet longer i was gonna say <laughs> all she needed was to prep for a little bit longer she obviously yeah. just wasn't ready yeah uh, well the thing is with those i mean i can't think of anything worse i like training in a warm environment like i've always got my heating on 31 degrees but that's just because i'm always freezing and i can't get into my workout unless i feel warm but the thought of having one of those on i would feel oh. so claustrophobic and you know when your body is sweating obviously you want the moisture to it's your body's way of cooling down isn't it yeah you so surely i think if your moisture isn't really going anywhere and it's staying in close proximity you're just going to get hotter and hotter <laughs> and you're not going to be able to train as hard i i don't think then i can't you know you're not going to be able to train with the same intensity that you were that you might normally if you didn't have it on so then automatically you're probably more likely to yeah. actually end up burning less in the end yeah it just makes you sweat more doesn't it it's just is it really going to burn more fat not going to burn more fat no <laughs> it's not basically <laughs> stay away from the solar suits <laughs> yes please do 
Right, next up then, what we've got. Bread is bad for you. So I think this is back to the age or this has been around for a long time and it doesn't yeah. never really goes away this gluten thing does it I mean I know so many people who they have a holiday coming up right I'm going to cut out the bread no bread yeah, what is it no carbs for moms <laughs> yeah no carbs before Mars. but I genuinely know people they like I'm like right what diet are you doing then because they're saying I'm going to lose a bit of weight before uh before I go on holiday I'm just going to stop eating bread oh right okay <laughs> I mean I'll just eat yeah. pasta or something instead I guess, yeah, in that situation, if somebody eats bread all day, every day, then technically they're cutting it out and reducing their calories if they stop eating the bread with everything. But what people think is that it's the bread that's making them hold the weight. Well, it's not, it's just the additional calories, isn't it? I mean, yeah, we've, we, I think we've discussed gluten on this, on this podcast previously, haven't we? But obviously you know people with celiac disease or any kind of gluten intolerance they're not gonna get on well with gluten but for people who who haven't got any intolerance at all and they haven't got celiac disease there's no reason gluten isn't making you fat what happens is that people tend to just cut out their consumption of sort of pizza pasta cake crisps all the things that you find with gluten in it and then they blame the gluten. Oh, I must have been all the gluten. And when, you know, when they start eating normally after a diet again and they gain a couple of pounds and they feel a bit bloated, oh, it's the gluten. I've got gluten back in my diet. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. You've just added in all the food you've cut out before. It's nothing to do with the gluten. There's nothing wrong with gluten, basically. No. And usually what you find is when people cut out bread, they eat a lot of bread and they start to lose weight. It's the bread that's making me put on the weight. Well, no, you was eating in a calorie surplus. So maybe yeah, exactly. that you just eat it normally and just cut out the extra bread that you were having. So yes, you're eating less. Yeah. So bread does not make you gain weight. But look, there's no single foods that make you gain weight. No. You can gain weight just eating chicken and veg if you eat too much of it. Yeah. You know I mean? Gain weight <laughs> if you just eat vegetables <laughs> and nothing else. If you're eating too much veg, like over and above. What That's a hell of a lot of veg, but God, you can yeah, still gain I, weight I if you think eat that would be... <laughs> my stomach would be definitely bloating eating all that veg but you know it's possible technically you know veg isn't you're not gonna not gain fat just because it's veg basically if you're eating too much then you're gonna gain fat exactly so next one so spot reducing fat so i did put a post up yesterday so one of them that we're going to cover spot reducing fat is I seen some stupid exercises, some influencer posting exercises to target your hip dips. Now your hip dip is created from your bone structure. Everyone have does have some sort of form of hip dip. Now it does depend on your body shape and how prominent they actually are. I am a classic pear shape, really big hips. Even when I was lean, you got my social media on my Instagram, uh, posted yesterday a picture of me on the stage and you can see my bone basically, and then you can see the hip dip. So if I had like leggings on, I would have a hip dip because that's just my bone structure. So especially if you've got higher body fat, your um, hip dips would be more prominent. Um, but you can just target one area, like doing these stupid hip dip exercises is not gonna just magically get rid of your hip dips. No. <laughs> um, have you seen any of those exercises, the hip dip? I yeah, I've seen I think in the past 
sort of, you know, six months to a year, I've seen loads of stuff on Hip Dip before. And to be honest, when it first came out, I think it was back last year, when I saw people talking about it on social media, I was like, what the hell are they talking about? Like, I'd never even thought about it. <laughs> you know, I've, I've got them. And to be honest, when I'm dieting down, I quite like the look of it. I, I don't mind hip dips at all. I've got no issues with them whatsoever. And like you said, it is our bone structure. We can't alter the way our bones are. Um, so if anybody's out there stressing over your hip dips and what they look like, then you know just stop basically because they're not yeah. going to change just you can't do anything about it there's no exercise there's no diet there's nothing you can do that is going to change the shape of of that of your bones so i'd say but yeah honestly i had to google it because i thought what what do they mean by hip dip <laughs> i'd never even considered what a hip dip was i'd never looked at mine and thought i hate it so yeah very weird it's something that sort of popped up in the last year i think and everyone's been a bit obsessed with it but like everything like you say you definitely can't out train it you can't do anything with it you can't spot reduce fat in the area <laughs> you just can't well same as any area so i've seen exercises to target this similar influencer target your inner thigh fat that's what she called it oh. exercises or plan they basically come up with these stupid exercises yeah. and then they sell plans yeah. um it is a money-making thing. So again, you can't spot reduce fat. Same as your stomach. How many clients have you had asking you to, um, or they want to target their stomach, Everybody or they have more ab that, exercises? I want to target my lower belly. <laughs> Everybody does. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you just have to be patient and lose the fat. And for a lot of us, some people are lucky and they lose it from their stomach quite quickly. But if you're me. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a long, long time of dieting. So for most people, it's just about being consistent and dieting down until until it goes, basically. You can't. Yeah, you just got to be patient. So that's it. Yeah. When I competed, if you have a look at my stage photo when I'm on the side, I still have a little bit. Like for me, I need to diet down a little bit more, um, but I was already super lean. Yeah. Well, technically skinny. <laughs> I was already really lean. <laughs> But I did need to diet down a bit longer. Um, I already dieted down for 18 weeks. So yeah, like Jess said, if you're someone that hasn't got there yet, it's because you need more time. Yeah. You can't speed up fat loss. You know, you just can't, especially if, if you hold it on your lower stomach. You just got to be patient and just keep going. Yeah, doesn't matter how many ab challenges you do. It's not no. going to go anywhere. No. So that girl advertising, obviously the inner thigh fat burner all she's doing is giving you exercises that are going to grow the muscle you know your adductor your adductor yeah. that's all it is so you might come away and feel like oh i've got a big burn there yeah i can feel that but yeah you can just feel that your muscles work that's nothing to do yeah, with it's not burning fat, fat it's from that burning your muscle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically that's so, what some people might think is the the burn from the exercises is like your fat burning away yeah yeah especially new to exercising i know i wish it was that simple i really yeah. do because that'd be lovely <laughs> but no unfortunately not so yeah as oh, as the coming weeks come and you know i'm starting to diet well i've been on a diet for a couple of weeks i'm going really slowly which is very annoying this time but you know i'm sticking with it but over the coming weeks, I know that my face will just become really skinny because my face loses it all first. 
and yeah, I broke it in my collarbones. Yeah, my face, my collarbone, my upper shoulders and back and chest will go really lean quickly. And then everything else will take forever. So I always look like a bit odd for a while. Like my face is out of proportion to the rest of my body. And I've got a tiny head anyway. So I just, I always look really weird when I diet down. I let my eyes go sunken because my face just loses it all. Because that's when you can tell, you know, when I've gained a little bit of fat or lost a little bit, you can just see it in my cheeks. My cheeks <laughs> and my, my chins. Yeah, you can't see Jessica, but she has not got two chins. She has. I am. I'm looking at it right now. (laughs) Everyone does if they do that. Yeah, I know, I know. But no, genuinely, you can just see it in my face immediately. Yeah, on a bit of weight. Yeah, the same. Okay, next up, we've got apple cider vinegar. Now, actually, apple cider vinegar is something that I. I've drank for years. I drank for years. But one of those things where I, again, this is from a coach. God, it must have been about five, six years ago, told me to have apple cider vinegar in the morning. And you know when it just becomes a habit and you do it, you you know that it's not really doing anything, but you just carry it on. I'm just, I'm just such a creature of habit. I'll just do the same thing over and over again, whether it's working or not, I'll, by supplements, whether they're working or not, and just take them. You know, even with multivitamins, I get vegetables and I have quite a good diet. I still take a multivitamin every day, even though I know that there's not really that much need for it or that much benefit. But I still do it just because I'm a massive creature of a habit. But I think what a lot of people, in terms of the evidence, so because I've drank it, you know, on and off for a few years I've looked into it a couple of times to just see what the benefits are there's actually not really enough research out there so I think there's research out there which indicates that it might have some benefits and for example especially for people with diabetes it can alter the way in which um um our insulin resistance at meal times for example and the way the blood glucose works is happens at meal time but there's not enough evidence on it. The evidence is still ongoing. So I think it's one of those things where we can't recommend it, but also we shouldn't really necessarily shut it down. However, there's so many people out there who think that they're doing it for fat loss, you know, that they're going to lose fat if they drink apple cider vinegar every single day. And that's not the case. There was actually one study when I was researching before that they'd um, lost this group, I think it was in Japan, they'd lost some weight, but I mean, they'd lost like 1.2 kilograms of body fat over the course of 12 weeks, which is literally nothing. <laughs> and also oh, yeah. in that study, it was like self-reported diet. So they could have just been eating less calories and stuff anyway, yeah. probably were. <laughs> so in all of these studies, when you look at evidence like that, you always have to look at what the circumstances were. Were they self-reporting? Was it controlled? Have there been any follow-up studies? In this case, no, they haven't Mm -hmm. at all. So no other studies have replicated that. So yeah, if you're out there looking to drink apple cider vinegar for fat loss or anything like that, just you don't need to basically just just save your money on any of these supplements that are promising or or that people are telling you will help you. 
lose fat because they're not going to yeah it somehow benefits like it may help like improve digestion and support your immune system but as for fat loss i was just reading up about it before the podcast so yeah. it says that it, it may like help you feel fuller for longer so if it helps you feel fully for longer then you might eat less yeah rather than yeah drinking the vinegar just burns your fat from the inside <laughs> that's what i think people think it does yeah which yeah it definitely doesn't do that so yeah it's one of those interesting areas actually where research is still ongoing so that's something i'm definitely gonna yeah we'll keep an eye out for it i'm sure we're on the same nutrition course so i'm yeah. sure if there's more evidence that comes out it'll be it'll be uploaded yeah. on the course but if someone tells you you know on your as part of your diet you have to drink x amount of apple cider vinegar every single day then you don't need to i mean i love it i love having it on salad for example i love the taste of it so i always sprinkle a bit on my salad so it's always handy to have it at home anyway if you like it but don't believe that it's going to be causing any you know having any benefit in, on fat loss or anything like that but we'll keep you updated if we um you know if any more evidence comes out in in the future obviously because that's a scenario that I'm quite interested in as somebody who drank it for years. <laughs> <laughs> and what you said there, Michelle, actually could bring us on nicely to fat burners. So, you know, where you said about it could potentially mildly suppress your appetite. Well, yeah, similar story with fat burners. I mean, so many people just want an easy route out when it comes to losing fat and they want to go and their first question is what fat burners can I buy? um and the answer is none <laughs> just don't buy fat burners basically i took them so many people have it. i mean we've all tried these things like increased thermogenesis and thermogenic effect and i used to take them as well because you fall for these marketing things i mean they always look pretty in these boxes and you're like wow these look really good but the, i mean in 90 percent of them or 99 percent of them the main ingredient is going to be caffeine and caffeine yeah. like you said with the apple cider vinegar just now caffeine can potentially have a mild effect on your appetite so it can suppress your appetite which naturally is then going to make you eat less so it's not that the fat burner is causing you to lose fat it's that you're eating less because your appetite is slightly suppressed and also when people take fat burners or any of these supplements whatever it might be they're taking they automatically start eating healthier do you know what i mean they think well, yeah. I'm fat burners, and then they naturally you know they get all motivated and they might more cardio, start, they yeah they'll randomly start or they'll not randomly they'll consciously start doing more cardio they'll start eating a bit better they'll cut out some so they think that it's this fat burner having an effect when actually it's mm -hmm. not it's just their decisions have changed and they're consciously changing their behavior because they've bought these fat burners so yeah just save your money on fat burners yeah. they're not necessary put it put your money towards something more beneficial like a gym membership or you know buying yeah, exactly foods <laughs> awesome so next one um meal replacement shakes have uh, you ever done um oh, slim fast no i've never done any meal replacement ever <laughs> have you 
I tried it for a bit because my sister lost a lot of weight on Slim Fast. She literally used to have one in the morning, yeah. one in the afternoon, and then just eat like beans on toast. So obviously she lost a lot of weight, but it wasn't the shakes. It's because she massively reduced the calorie intake. Yeah, in like 500 calories a day. Yeah, hardly anything. <laughs> uh, um, so I did it for a little bit and the chocolate shake was actually quite nice, but yeah, it wasn't for me. But the reason why these meal replacement shakes work, so if you think that, I don't know how you say the difference is the 200 calories a shake. So if you're having one for breakfast, one for lunch, and having just like a chicken salad for dinner, you are massively reducing your calorie intake. That's yeah. it. That's the only reason why they work is because they help you reduce your calorie intake. Now, I think they're about 200, 250. Now, you can have like a chicken salad for that. You can have, my breakfast is around about 200 calories. I have um, two eggs, two turkey bacon, and like some spinach and mushrooms. There's roughly about 200 calories. So for the, the amount of food that you can have for the shake, you can just eat well. But that's the only reason why they work, isn't it? It just creates yeah. a calorie deficit. 100%. And what I don't like about them is that, you know, these companies like Juice Plus, which was around a while ago, and then you've got Herbalife, Arbonne, Herbalife. I find that they, they're basically pyramid schemes. It's all good marketing. They're getting you to spend a load of money. Now, the people selling these things like to think that they're, you know, qualified to be able to sell you these things, but they're not. They've got no professional experience. They're basically very good at sales. They've got a speech and they're going to tell you everything that you want to hear. And more often than not, you know, the shakes are really inferior quality you know they're such low quality you could have yeah full of loads of sugars and like for example i think in one of the herbalife shakes it's a really rubbish um soy protein that is used now whey protein i i advise people to drink whey protein on my team if they can't get their protein in and but it's a good quality source of whey protein which there's nothing wrong with now when they're using a little bit of soy protein plus a load of other rubbish that's thrown in unnecessarily, you could, like you just said, have a normal meal, have a protein shake, a pro, you know, a whey protein scoop of whey is about yeah. 100 calories, 100 to 120 calories, much better for you. You're not having all that extra rubbish. And yeah, they're just marketing schemes, basically. And people are trying to sell you all this stuff and it doesn't need to be that expensive you could literally just reduce your calories eat a healthy diet and still get exactly the same result or if not you know better results exactly so you're just paying someone a lot of money just to eat less <laughs> it just doesn't yeah. make sense yeah yeah exactly it and but they, they sort of sell it to you so that you believe that's the only way. And then when you run out, yeah. you obviously need to go back because you're almost out of your whatever it is that you've bought. And yeah, it, again, money, money making schemes, pyramid schemes. And it's just very good sales techniques, basically, which are unnecessary. So again, save you money. Exactly. <laughs> so it takes us on to the next one. The next one is quite similar. So um, skinny coffee. Oh, that was quite popular not long ago. Yeah, skinny. Well, I've never seen skinny coffee, but skinny teas I've seen a lot. <laughs> oh, you skinny coffee! I actually was having oh, an argument. I never look at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's skinny coffee. Oh, it's just coffee. It is literally just coffee. Is it? Um, it's like, 
It's just coffee, yeah. Literally, uh, I had to look at the ingredients and stuff, and I was messaging the girl. I posted her in my group, just having a laugh. Um, and she was quite young, this girl selling it. I didn't have a clue what she was selling. She basically just invested in the pyramid, pyramid scheme, to, scheme to make some money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's basically just coffee. And as Jessica said earlier, coffee does help, and must also help with fat loss because it does suppress your appetite. But this skinny coffee is supposed to like burn fat, apparently. Oh, okay. So this girl's on me. Yeah. I was I, like, oh, okay, that's interesting. So tell me how this burns fat. And she took ages to get back to me. She's probably going through her books. Yeah. On, um, on replies. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, it's some of these things that you see the influencers selling on social media, isn't it? You know, some of the ex-reality oh, yeah. stars selling these skinny teas or skinny coffees, whatever it might be. And yet again, they're just another marketing scheme they're just good at sales hence why they go into these influencers to to just market it for them and and sell it and promote the platform isn't it to yeah. reach a wider audience that's all it is yeah it's just it's just all about making money and you know what we'll always say is you just need to eat a healthy diet and have a good range of vitamins minerals lots of color and variety in your diet and exercise if you need to lose fat you're just eating a deficit for a while if not you just eat at your maintenance that's that's it <laughs> it doesn't need to be more complicated than exactly that. I think as humans we like things to be complicated don't we we like to overcomplicate things for ourselves just because it feels like we're doing something properly i guess but we don't like to see how simple. Yeah, we just want quick results, isn't it? That's all it is. It's yeah. just impatient. Just yeah. fast uh, yeah. rate of weight loss. Um, but yeah, meal replacement shakes and skinny coffee is not the way. No, definitely not. Um, I think they are starting to uh, disappear. I think in the last few months, people like, you know, Diren cartel he's been calling out you know he called out holly from geordie shore didn't he on something she yeah was, i enjoyed that podcast actually because yeah. she's now a trainer's become like a personal trainer well, yeah. isn't she? And you know she's apologized and gone back on her words so to her, and people like Darren are using their platform to you know get this out there and make people aware of it so that's that's been a quite a good thing for the past yeah six months or so i think and people are starting to believe it less so let's hope that continues exactly so the next one was actually quite funny because i remember these being when i first joined the gym i joined dw and newport they had two there vibration plates if you ever see i'll be on one <laughs> oh i yeah i used to sit on one in um <laughs> only only for a laugh <laughs> not like he was doing anything but i just wanted to see what it felt like and i couldn't oh it was horrible um where was it in pure gym i think it was they had two as oh, well yeah. vibration plates yeah and god i just stood on there one day to see what it did and i put the intensity right up and god my insides were moving it was horrible <laughs> <laughs> i i was sort of like squat on it so I was squatting down and i was had my feet on the plates i just couldn't stay on it, it was bloody awful <laughs> yeah i don't know anything about them to be honest but i just know i didn't like the feeling of it and i'm sure nice no benefit to them. It's just ridiculous. I mean, they basically jiggle the living crap out of you and they're supposed to melt your fat away. <laughs> <laughs> I had a client who had one. She was like, how often should I do this? I was like, never. <laughs> Sell it. 
<laughs> actually I think my friend's mum used to have one years and years ago and I stood on it there as well but we were just messing around and putting that intensity up so high and oh god made me feel ill afterwards when I got off it it was awful if you think about it just think about it if you stood on it and it's like vibrating your whole body's vibrating how's that supposed to burn fat well that's what I was going to ask what's it meant to do like is it what do they say that it does? Because <laughs> I just can't see why. Have a look. <laughs> have a look what it says. Yeah, see what they say that they're supposed to do. I felt like it. I sat on it once when I had like aching muscles. That felt quite nice. Like I was having a massage. <laughs> okay, so some research is. It says the research does show the whole body vibration may help improve muscle strength and with that may help with weight loss oh right okay <laughs> yeah so we'll, it's basically uh, supposed to yeah build your muscles and then obviously load of rubbish yeah the thing is we'll have to look into these um these studies outside of of the podcast when we got more time but a lot of the time when studies are carried out like is quite often funded by the manufacturers of the product or you know say yeah. a real company might want some research done but they'll sponsor it so quite often there's a bias in the in the result of the evidence or you know a dairy company farmers might fund some evidence on dairy and then you might find some bias in the results that come up so it's always interesting i mean they're always going to say evidence shows aren't they so yeah but yeah, I've never really um, thought about them, to be honest. Okay. Never look at them. So it basically says the vibration plates work by stimulating your muscles at a higher rate than usual. So what you would during weight training. Um, so basically, yeah, help you build lean muscle, which then um, speed your metabolism, so then you burn more fat. And you're supposed to build muscle through the vibration. I, oh no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. Well, the fact of the matter well, that's why the gyms are not rhythm. Well, I was just going to say that, you know, that nobody uses them. They haven't taken over the world. People are still doing the same thing that they were doing 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago to build muscle. So I think that says everything, doesn't it? The fact, otherwise we'd walk into a gym and yeah. that's all they would have would be those vibrating plates. We'd stand on there half hour a day when when we exactly. do our squats and deadlifts and hip thrusts. Happy days, we just stand on that. But they haven't <laughs> taken over the world. So <laughs> I think that can tell us There's a reason. No. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> okay, what did we have next? We had... Oh, I guess, goes into the next one. Yeah, vibration ab belt, I'm sure. We all used to have those. Um, I think I had one. I never tried them. Oh, when I was like a teenager, I had one. I think I'd ordered it from Argos or somewhere. But I used to sit there watching TV with that on my on my abs. And you put it up on the <laughs> highest setting again. <laughs> Obviously just led there thinking I was going to wake up with abs. I never did, funnily enough. <laughs> I never lost all my fat and uh, woke up shredded, unfortunately. <laughs> Despite all my nights wearing my vibrating ab belt. <laughs> oh, they were everywhere at one point, weren't they? Yeah, like every other advert was this bloody. God, yeah, that was literally about 
I don't know, eight years ago, I'm talking now, so a very long time ago. But you've never put, put one on, have you? I've never, no, I've never used one. Oh, yeah, they're funny. I just, I obviously just used to chuck it on now and again. <laughs> but but think, again, it doesn't make you get abs because no. you get abs by calorie deficit. <laughs> exactly. I remember it used to have these like jelly, jelly things that like stuck on your skin. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you used to offer it. I was about 15, mind. I was a long time ago. <laughs> and you've written the next one, and I have no idea what it is. Ab circle. What's that? Okay, you know you put your feet on it, like an ab twist. It's called an ab circle, but ab twist. So you put your legs on it, and then you twist. You have it at home? Like, what oh, are my clients going? Okay, I can't... They've got, like, so they've got like the handle, and then like, yeah. these plates you put your legs on, and it basically spins. Michelle's doing a demo on her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a demo to show you can't see me. So yeah, I should but, um, get what you're on about. <laughs> <laughs> well, my client had one. Um, so the first plan, I did put it in. I put it on the app. And then the second plan, I was like, I'm not even going to bother putting it on the app. I was like, it's not doing anything. Um, obviously, it's going to strengthen your core, but you can do that by doing some planks or something. So I didn't bother putting it in the second one. Um, I think she sold it in the end. Oh. Yeah, it's an ab circle to get abs, wasn't it? Basically, yeah. literally like that um, vibration thing. And they were everywhere years ago. I, I, I can't really... I, I can kind of picture what you're talking about, but I don't think I've ever seen one. So I don't know where I was. I must have been too busy with my ab belt on. <laughs> <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't interested in anything else. I had the ab belt. I was sat there with my waist trainer <laughs> looking to get one. Do you know what I did have years ago from Q, uh, QVC or whatever it was called? That's it, QVC they were always yeah. on, those kind of channels. Well, I had the um, the lateral thigh trainer. Did you have that? No, I didn't see that. It was like, like a mini stepper, basically. But instead of going up and down, like this, it sort of went... Oh, no, I didn't have one. I, like yeah, that. I did have one, actually. Oh, I used to do that every day. I got mine from Asda. I used to do it all the time, obviously thinking it was going to just trim my inner thighs. I mean, oh, and it was so loud. Yeah, it was really loud and clunky. It was like really heavy. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, I was burning calories on it. I was doing cardio, but I used to literally be doing that so fast, and I'd be doing bicep curls at the same time, and then some shoulder press and <laughs> my little dumbbells. I looked like one of those people on the adverts, you know, in the little shorts. My little dumbbell. <laughs> Jessica's doing a demonstration, by oh, the way. Yeah, I'm doing a demo <laughs> Did you like it? I did, actually. I could pitch you on one of those adverts. Oh, I did that for years, that lateral thigh trainer. I was obsessed with it. I had it in my bedroom at home, and I was like, I'm going to burn these calories. <laughs> I had one, actually. It was grey and black. Probably one mess my knees. I got mine from Alston. My knees have never been... I said it's probably what messed my knees up. Probably. Go at like a weird angle, like side to side. Oh, I can't imagine doing that now. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's so many fitness um, fads. I'm sure there's so many more we could talk about. We'll have to think of some more to talk about in a few weeks. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Yeah, though? we can always do another one if you yeah. come across anyone. It's just, I, it just makes yeah, me laugh. Like, I've forgotten about that ab, that vibrating ab belt thing. I've forgotten all about that. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I wonder, if, 
yeah i was going to say i wonder if in 10 years time we'll look back at anything that we're doing today and laugh our heads off at it that'll be interesting probably like i've got like ankle straps for example to do kickbacks to probably look back in a few years and like oh my god i can't believe you're doing kickbacks with yeah ankle straps. Well, same, yeah that's true. <laughs> well if we're still doing if it fits in 10 years time then uh, we'll have to take a look back at <laughs> and see what we were doing and if we can see anything we need to laugh about because you know even three years ago i was doing kickbacks on the stairmaster which i'm laughing about today so i'm sure there's going to be some stuff <laughs> <laughs> there's some I used to do some weird exercises but um yeah one of them I used to get funny looks I did look like someone who doesn't know what they was doing but I still do it and people still look at me like I don't know what I'm doing and that's the donkey kickbacks on the laying leg curl because I feel, oh, really yeah. feel it in my glutes yeah um, but yeah but if you look at if you walk past someone doing kickbacks on like a lion leg curl they're supposed to be laying on the machine not on the floor yeah. picking the up. <laughs> it does look very odd but I've, i have not that i really do it because like the gym i train in now i haven't got one uh, lion leg curl but um i do quite like that actually yeah i like doing them on the um smith machine sometimes yeah, I do them on a Smith machine. Um, depends. Some Smith machines, the bars are 20 kilos. Yeah. My little legs can push up 20 kilos of one leg. <laughs> but the one in Simply Gym is only seven. It's quite light. I can manage that. Yeah, well, it's quite comfy actually, isn't it? But well, although I say I do them, I mean, it's probably been about four years since I've done them purely because. Yeah, I don't do them. I'd rather just put my uh, band around my knees if I'm going to do them or just mm. do a kickback on the cable or just not do them at all. I'm just doing tip for us. Not do them basically. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Well, this dog's uh, barking now outside my window. So I better leave it there. I've changed locations in the house. So the window I'm sat next to, there's a lot of noise outside of, as you can hear. So sorry about that. <laughs> God. <laughs> God. Awesome. I think that wraps up fitness beds. Yeah, that was a fun one actually. Okay, cool. Well, thanks everyone so much for listening. As always, if there's any topics that you can think of you'd like us to go into a bit more detail on, then please do let us know. But I think next time we've got an interesting topic actually. We're going to talk about um sort of binge eating disorders and Michelle we're going to go into some of the struggles that you've had in the past specifically aren't we yeah so we're going to talk about I can't really pronounce it orthaxia which is a um unhealthy obsession with healthy eating now the reason I want to talk about that because people didn't know it was a thing when I put my post up I had a lot of messages going I didn't know that was a thing I didn't yeah. know that you could be like obsessed with healthy eating um, and then on the flip side then is binge eating disorder. So just want to go through like the differences of overeating and binge eating because a lot of people say, oh, I binge eat, but they ate like six biscuits. Like that's not yeah, binge. there's just definitely a difference. Overeat. So I think next time around, we'll probably do it where I sort of ask Michelle a lot of questions because I haven't really suffered with a disorder as such. I've had plenty of experience of overeating, like you've just said, but not really binge eating disorder or 
that other one which I'll have to figure out how we say before we start the podcast. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> right. Okay. So we'll leave it there for today and hopefully you'll join us for the next one because I think it's going to be quite interesting and hopefully, you know, quite eye-opening for a lot of you as well. So that's going to be a good one. But for now, enjoy the rest of your week and we'll catch up soon. Awesome. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next time. Thank Bye. You. Bye. Bye.